Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. This is Amberly Lyons. We have a really awakened episode today with someone that you're going to love if you don't already follow her. I repost her stuff all the time, so you might follow her. Her name is Tiffany Janae, and we're talking about navigating your awakening and taking your power back from the matrix. Tiffany is always posting about things that make us question what we're being fed physically, mentally, emotionally from the matrix. And I just love her energy and how she really comes from the stance of like, listen, I don't have all the answers, but I have a lot of questions. And that's really the stance that we come from as well. So we're going to be talking about really understanding our power, understanding the law of consent, awakening and putting our freedom into our own hands, surrendering to ego deaths, to accessing our true selves. Cause that's the thing that us awakened people go through (laughs) is like when you awaken to what's going on in the world, you're awakening to what's really going on inside of yourself and the illusions that we've created. And we really like break it all down. And we're also going to talk about the importance of choosing our words with intention. And then there's some different spiritual perspectives on things like abundance, intimacy, dating. And I really love this conversation because what I love about this podcast in general is just hearing different perspectives and witnessing different ways of living, different ways of thinking and different ways of running businesses. And it really opens up our eyes to see that there's not just one path that leads to fulfillment or truth. And I'm also going through so many changes and I'm like recreating so many foundations in like all areas of my life. Like we moved, I have like new branches of my business, like restructuring the finances in my life and like how this different way of doing business in like a more consistent way, rather than the kind of like ups and downs of the way I was doing business before. It's like kind of like a, a slower grind. And like, so there's so many shifts and that's why like I'm finding all of this stuff so interesting because we really do create the structure for our lives. And I actually just did a free challenge on the rituals by shocker girl app about the laws of the universe, the universal laws. And one of the laws we talked about was like the law of structure and really like structuring our lives in a sustainable way. Because when we create our own matrix, we create a foundation for things to grow and thrive, but we've all been born into this like false, false illusionary matrix. And now it's like, a time in life where we're like tearing it down around us, but also inside of us and choosing what's aligned and what's not. So super powerful. If you guys want that 14 day challenge, it is on the app still, but it's for subscribers only now, but we go over the law of structure, law of consent, law of attraction, law of of suggestion, law of transformation, like so many things. We go really deep on law of attraction, like not the basic bitch, like manifesting stuff. But yeah, like during this challenge, so many people saw so many shifts and just were so freaking powerful, you guys, but we'll link you in the show notes to get the app and you can use coupon code podcast to get two months free and you can save 20% off of that. So it's like when you get the annual membership, you literally, you're already getting two months free. And then we're giving you the coupon code podcast to save an additional 20% off of that. So it's like $60 or something for the entire freaking year to ritual with us. Like I said, you'll get that 14 day challenge on the app. 
We have like Akashic Records rituals, abundance manifestation, goddess divination, EFT tapping, like all the things. And there's new stuff being added weekly. So definitely check out the app and ritual with us. And we're excited to see you on there. So you can go to shockergirlco.com to learn more about that. And we're also linking you below. So let's get into today's episode. You're going to love Tiffany and you're going to want to follow her and check out all her things. Let's dive in. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio, where we are helping you become more consciously awake and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. We are here with such a lovely guest, guest today. Her name is Tiffany Janae. She is an intimacy and emotional maturity guide and the owner of yoniegs.com. You know you've used them. She focuses on authentic communication and inviting romance and vulnerability into our lives. She shares so much awakened knowledge, drops them like bombs. And she has really supported me in shifting into higher dimensional perspectives on so many topics surrounding global awakening. So you're going to love all of these topics today. She also has a really amazing, like no BS attitude, which we love here at Chakra Girl Radio. So (laughs) welcome to the show, Tiffany. Thank you. That's cool. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Tell us about a daily ritual that you almost never skip. Well, right now for the last couple of years, it's been meditation of Vipassana style meditation. I do it twice a day. So bookending my day, 30 minutes in the morning and 30 minutes at night. I've been a, a student of Vipassana for almost 10 years now and just really love it. And it's taken me a long time to, to take the practice home and do it on my own. But when we all got involved in some stuff in 2020, and I just felt like really overwhelmed with how big it was that we were dealing with. I sat myself down. I was like, okay, enough researching everything. I need to relish in. And I put myself through my own self-facilitated three-day Vipassana. And then since that day, it's been since the end of April in 2020, I've meditated one hour every day. Wow. That's amazing. And so how does Vipassana work? Is it mantra based? No, it's actually observation based. Oh, okay. So you're just like observing like the sensations or. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Amazing. What is a book suggestion for someone that is just starting to wake up? Mm, Behold a pale horse by William C. Cooper. Okay. So you posted about this book and I tried to find it and it is like impossible to find. I don't know if it's like only on Canadian Amazon. It's just like not there. Oh, well, I wouldn't be surprised if they banned it. Like just a quick download on who William is, is um, he was like the OG whistleblower. He, he was, had really high clearance in the military. Um, And this could all be a psyop, right? So let me just preference it with that, but I believe it. And, and so he put this book out, I think in the seventies and he kind of just exposes everything. Like supposedly there's copies of documents in there from the government, from the elite, but he's, he's like exposing the whole plan of how they shaped humanity. Like this whole simulation that we're in, he's talking about how the government created AIDS and cancer. There's even something, a chapter in there that I've been vibing on, like revisiting again recently that is talking about the club of Rome and their, the new world order and about how they're going to release something that makes people think that there's a pandemic, then they're going to release a vaccine. And then the, I don't know if I could say these words, but oh yeah, we go there. Okay, cool. (laughs) And then they're going to, once they, the actual virus is going to be 
put in the vaccine that's going to start killing off the population because it's all a population control. And then um, once they've got it down to a number that they feel good about, then they're going to come out and be like, oh, we found the cure and start administering that to stable out, stabilize out the population. But all of this stuff was written about like many decades ago. So it's just it's eerie to go back and, and read about that. But pretty much that blew my whole my whole like world open. And it took me from focusing on just my small mini crises that I was having, thinking the world revolved around me and just starting to pay attention to like where I'm at, what's going on, what is a government, what's my role as a citizen with this government, um, who owns these lands and just starting to ask more questions. So I highly recommend that. Okay. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's where sometimes you just need to see it written out. Like it's, you you almost need to like, your intuition can tell you like, this doesn't seem right. But when you see it written out, it's almost like validates that intuition a little bit. Yeah. Wait, one more thing I wanted to tell you about you not being able to find it is so, okay. There's original version of it, which is super hard to find nearly impossible. I do have one, but then they came out with another edition and there's like whole chapters just eliminated from it. Yeah. I I saw there was like, there was a book that looked exactly the same, but it was even like from a different author. And I was like, Oh, what? Yeah. And I was like, is this like a, like fake version? Like, I I don't know. It was very strange. Well, that's how, you know, it's good stuff. Right. When you (laughs) find it, I, I, I need to like go digging at some like ancient bookstore and maybe I'll find one. Yeah. What is your sun, moon and rising? Uh, Libra Taurus Taurus. Ooh. Okay. I love a Libra. I'm an air sign too. So I feel the vibes. Okay. I want to talk about your spiritual awakening. (laughs) So you was, did the awakening happen before this book? Did it happen before 2020 or did that kind of just amplify it? Well, it's been a slow roll of an awakening my whole life. So it wasn't just one moment. Like, I think I was born pretty awakened. And then there's been moments of time. My mom was like super spiritual. So that, and she's like really psychic. So I was raised with that and bought up to like understand crystals and to like read auras and energy and the importance of cleansing your space and eliminating like bad energy and practicing magic. That's like, doesn't bind other people. So I've kind of like always had that. And then, um, little things here and there, but the, the bigger one that was like a big download was when I was 26 and it came after me begging most high to like, show me my purpose because I just felt so lost. And I felt like time was ticking, like, Oh, I'm old. I'm 26. And I still don't know what I want to do. And I was just like baking every day, like, please tell me, tell me, tell me. And then one day I got into the bathtub and it just felt like this power I've never experienced completely sober, just sealed that room. And I just had this like conversation and it showed me my whole life, where I was going to live, how long I was going to live there for, what was going to happen in the world, what my role was going to be in that. And then what I needed to do to prepare for all of that. And so far, everything's been on point. I'm 42 now, and I've been following that roadmap ever since. And it's, it's been like pretty accurate. So, and you knew that like something big was coming. Yeah. Yeah. Like in, in there, it was telling me basically that the the world was going to go into complete disarray and disorder. And there was going to be this whole series of like natural disasters and just the breakdown of, of societal uh, structures. And that 
when that happened, that I was going to be holding the space of, of almost like a temple, you know, like a place for people to come and seek refuge where I can, I can facilitate a clean space for people to, to do their own healing and reclaim their energy. But I didn't know how to do any of that at the time. So the, the message was like, you don't, you're not mature enough to handle all of that. And we're going to get you there. And you have to learn how to be like a more effective leader and a safe space holder and just like learn what's important. And so to do that, we're going to take everything away from you and you got to go through that initiation. And so from there, I um, lost pretty much everything and was like um, essentially homeless for seven years. And I learned a lot. Wow. Yeah. And one thing I noticed about what you said, you said, I asked the most high and you posted about this yesterday about how people feel using the word God and how it's, you know, highly possible that we're praying to the wrong God. So I'd love to know a little bit more about your thoughts on that. I'm just a little weird. Like in my sidereal chart, I'm Aquarius. So, you know, you could just, I'm an Aquarius. So (laughs) yeah, like my rising is Aquarius, you know, so you just kind of like chalk it off to that, but I really like to ask more questions. And one thing I, I, I will kind of challenge people with often, and I'm going to challenge all of you who are listening right now is like, what do you know that you weren't taught? Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the basis of what you're referring to yesterday was, um, just like me red pilling people and being like, check this out. Like, do you know who started education? Like the way that all of us are educated in the system. Do you know who started that? That was John D. Rockefeller. Do you know who the Rockefeller family is? Like Mm -hmm. who they were and what their role was to making society as you know it. And do you know what they're still doing to this day? Because it would behoove you to understand that. Like all of this stuff isn't just by chance. It's not just like, oh, this is the way that it is. This is how it's always been. And this is just how it's going to be. Like this is someone we're living in someone's design. and. I think it's fun to ask whose design are we living in and like more about their plan and what are they up to? Cause if, if they can ask, make me ask them permission to travel somewhere, if they have to make me ask permission to be able to drive, to be able to bank, to be able mm-hmm. to, to do anything that makes me like function in this little simulation that they have me in, who is they? Yeah. And it, it, it's not very hard to find who that is. And so, yeah, I'm really into like, who are we summoning? Because all of this stuff was taught to us, like this language was taught to us, but sound frequencies are, are powerful. Mm-hmm. And we all know that, you know, like how you use your mind and how you use your sound frequency. And as powerful as they are, I believe we're still capped because we are, we're in a, in a cage essentially, yeah. you know, and we're in somebody's game. And so we can only access so much um, when most of us have been vaccinated, when most of us are being fed uh, artificial food, when most of us have our sky sprayed daily, when like our waters are poisoned, like all of this stuff isn't just because like, yeah. no, this is happening for a reason. And so, yeah, the God thing is like, they've, they've gone through such extreme lengths to, to make sure that we're regularly calling this deity and we associate it as something good and benevolent, but like, how do we really know? Cause everything is up for question. And I don't actually know what I'm doing when I'm using that sound frequency and who I'm activating and who I'm feeding. And so mm-hmm. it could be all good, but I'm just, I just like to be curious of like, I think we should just talk about this. Totally. Uh, Totally. And I think like I even just recently was even comfortable using the word God because we're so programmed against, like we're programmed into it and then we're programmed against it. And that really did make me think because there are 
so many different gods and you, you posted as well about like the God of that Saturn was the God and that that was like, kind of like more of an evil entity or something. Um, but yeah, we really don't, we really don't know who we're talking to and who's named God. Yeah. And yep. something else is like the, the language you, you were talking about the language that we use and like, they've told us the wrong words to use right. actually like the word demon is actually a positive, like protecting energy, but they've made us use it as a dark energy mm-hmm. and so many other things. So yeah, there's so many rabbit holes. Like one thing I wanted to just point out is, is like, you know, um, different things that we're saying right now is going to appeal to different people. And and so here's like another one is that the English is quickly becoming the official language around the world. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a movement, you know, but like, where did this sound frequency come? And, and we've all been out programmed from using our our mother tongue or whatever came before this came. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the fact that like going back and just kind of pulling education and, and language together is that most of the law that is written, like actual law, first of all, is not, is not maritime law, which is the law that we're following the law of the sea, the law of pirates, but it's written in Latin and Latin is, has been phased out. There's hardly anybody who knows Latin, nor is it, is it taught. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but like the, the black law dictionary is what they write are really jurisdictions and, and, um, codes off of, and they call it law, but it's all written in, in Latin, but because we don't know how to, how to interpret that they interpret it for us and they tell it, tell us what it means. And then they get us to agree to a contract based off of what they're telling us it means. And then when we agree to the contract, then we now are consenting. And once they, that's one of the, like the main laws of the universe is like, there has to be disclosure and there has yes. to be dissent, but it can be done under deceit, right? So like, once they get you to consent, then you're binded to the contract. And that's how we are like in slavery. Like yeah. it don't matter the color of your skin. If you're yeah. here, we're, we're all in slavery. If you have to yeah. ask permission from someone and get punished for not doing what someone tells you, you're not free. So yeah, we have this illusion of being free, but we're literally just here working to keep their economy going, giving them half of our money back in taxes and right. thinking that we're living a free life. We're not, we're just here as workers fueling this system that they created. Yeah. And, and it, it's like the biggest monopoly, like that we're dealing with right now, you know, if, if this all traces back to, to like a few families and a few corporations. And most of these large corporations are, are ran by Vanguard and BlackRock, you know, and this is all around the world. The same template is being imprinted all around the world. And so, yeah. And, and, and if nothing, like if you thought you were free and part of the reason why we think we're free is because in America in particular, they tell you land of the free home yeah. of the brave. And it's yeah. part of the, of the slogan that we learn to chant. And as long as you chant it, you believe it. And then you don't even question, you know? Mm-hmm. And so this is what you think freedom in, but the, if you really sat down and wrote what freedom means, does it mean you have to ask people for permission? And if you don't comply, you get punished. And, and if nothing should bring into, like, if you were born into this and you just, this is just like your version of freedom. Well, look back at the last two years, how when when you signed up for your job there for most of you, there was no contract that said that you needed for as a, 
as a requirement for you having that job means that you have to subject yourself to medical experiments in order to be employed. And the fact that they came in and enforced that on people through fear tactics and pressure, like you're their chattel, should make you open your eyes and start asking more questions. Yeah. And I love what you said about consent as well, because you like people had the illusion that they were being forced to do it. It's like, no one has a gun to your head. You don't have to consent to this. And I've been like deep diving the universal laws and the law of consent. But yeah, we have this illusion that we're being like forced into things, but we actually have free will. Yeah that we're not practicing. Right. So I want to talk a little bit about building a life outside of this matrix. Actually, I have another question on that. My friend is having a baby and we were thinking like, what would happen if you just didn't register them for a birth certificate? You just didn't consent to like, this child is a citizen of this country to abide by these laws. Like, like what happens then? Like, do we just not have to like, I don't know. It just seems like, why did we opt into this? Like we, we have these passports and we're these citizens of this certain set of rules. Like, like we should be questioning that too. Like, do we have to do that? Can we opt out? Like, can I opt out of my citizenship? Well, so this is not my area of expertise, but I know enough to tell you where to look for that. And the answer is, is that many people are doing that. And this takes you down of, of going to what I mentioned earlier about learning about the black law and learning about sovereignty and reclaiming your, your national citizenship or something. Again, it's not, I have, I have a fat ass document. I don't know. I don't know. If you want it, I got a fat document. I can send send it over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that'll give you enough. But like, essentially, as long as you know, I I dove into that some years back of just sovereignty and like learning language and it's definitely powerful, but like, once you commit, you got to commit. And that's, that's kind of where for me, like the fear comes in is because I don't want to, like, if there's another way for me to move, like, I understand that that's an avenue, but I don't know if it's my avenue and I'm, I'm just trying to like find my thing. And it could be a combination of all different kinds of things, but it starts getting tricky. And the people who take that on, like they are their own lawyers that they have to go to court of law and there's, they work with straw man and a lot, it's it's a lot. And, and I so, there's but so there is a way different, there's different avenues. Like for us, like our escape plan is like, okay, move to Mexico until things get bad and then figure it out from there. Cause like Mexico doesn't seem to be a part of everything, but it's like, not everyone has the ability to like do all of these things. So like, what are some of the kind of standard things that people can start doing to get outside of the matrix little by little? Well, I think everybody has to define what is the matrix? Cause like it, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm not in the matrix. That's, I mean, I'm not out of the matrix. That's why I'm here talking yeah. to you on zoom, you know? So yeah. I'm not reporting from outside of it at all. I'm, no, I'm very much so just to like, not be, not to be as dependent on it, I guess is a better yeah. way. Well, so the thing about it is, is like, I'm still constantly trying to figure that out for myself. And like, where do I take responsibility at? And, and one thing I spend a lot of time on clubhouse and I like listening to these people talk. And these are like people who call themselves freedom fighters and they don't want to be governed by, by government. And, you know, the government's overreaching and like, they'll say that, but then in the same sentence, talk about their stock portfolio and how they're trying to make money. And it's like, well, the two go hand in hand, right? Because you're actually funding your own slavery. In my opinion, by having a stock 
start stock par portfolio to fund these mega corporations who have so much control and dictation over what we're allowed to do as 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 beings. And right. so you are funding your own prison, like you're right. funding your own cage inside of the matrix, right? And so there's that. There's like the things that you're talking about is like, I'm just not getting a birth certificate. I'm going to denounce my citizenship. I'm not going to um, engage. I'm going to only fund these particular companies. I'm not even going to work for money. I'm going to do everything off of trade and barter and gifting. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it all depends on how, how far do you want to go? Yeah. You know, and even in that, I don't know where that gets you. Like, I don't know what it means if, if like at some point you just tap out from the whole thing because you live in the middle of the woods and you're not engaging at all. I don't know. Cause I haven't yeah. made it to that level, yeah. but I'm working my way towards yeah. it. Uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like there's layers. So it's like, I'm always like, okay, you know, start your own business so that no one can tell you what to put in your body, start your, you know, have your own source of income. But then it's like, you know, I make my money from Instagram. What if there's, you know, what if they shut down Instagram or like, do I right. really want to be making all my money on Instagram? So it's like, there's so many layers. So yeah, to your point, it's really like figuring out your own boundary and like where you're willing to leverage the matrix, you know, maybe right. you feel like, yeah, you know, I'm screwing the matrix by leveraging them by making money off of them. But yeah, you're also like feeding it. So it just depends on kind of like what you're comfortable with. And I think, I mean, there's no right or wrong way. I think everyone's going to have to take a different approach that works for them. Yeah. And, and I wanted to say something about the entrepreneurship because at one point I was working like nine to five office kind of work. And, um, I thought I was going to die. Like it was just yeah. so intense. And so I thought that freedom came from being an entrepreneur. And while I do ex experience a tremendous amount of freedom, at some point I started realizing like, wait a minute, I'm still not free as an entrepreneur because I had asked for permission to do business, which means that they could deny me from doing that. Yeah. And in doing business, I have to keep track of every transaction and I have to tell them everything I do and I have to give them a piece of my money. And if I don't, they have the right to do bad things to me. How yeah. am I free? I'm yeah. just, I'm just in a, in a, I bought myself a bigger cage, Yeah, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So true. Um, so you are going to be really transitioning though. I know you mentioned like carpentry classes, like tell us a little bit about like your next steps as comfortable as you are telling us. Yeah. So what feels true to me is, is, um, I just, I just want to chill, you know, like I yeah. just want to be in, in the woods and in the forest and in natural environment and engage with, with these things as much as I need to, to just shine my light for people. Um, but outside of that, I want to live I want to see what happens when like, I got a couple experiments I want to put at play. One is like, who do I become when I have a variation in my diet, when I'm not just eating broccoli, zucchini, onions, bell peppers, apples, and bananas, you know what I mean? Like what happens when I start ingesting more plants and, and different things to activate and bring different codes inside of my body? Who do I become? And the other thing is, is like, who do I become when I'm, I'm dedicated to just like nourishing myself 80% of the day? And who do I become when I'm surrounded by people who are having unwavering stance for my greatness and are willing to show up to the fullest with me and, and love and take care of our environment and be in harmony with nature and creating a regenerative life. And 
yeah, like, can I, can I live a healthy life without having to buy supplements, mm. you know, and, and I'm um, getting my nourishment from things that are planted in my garden or, or in the neighborhood around where I live. And how do I impress the, basically like I'm getting up there in age and I'm getting real close to becoming a grumpy ass person who just complains about the system. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm catching myself before I do that because mm-hmm. it's one thing to recognize all of this stuff and think everybody else is supposed to do something to make me more comfortable. But it's another thing to recognize it and be like, fuck that. I'm going to do what I need to do to make me more comfortable. And I'm not waiting for someone to save me. I'm not waiting for some spacecraft to come down and save me. Like, no, if they come through, that's cool. Like do your mission, but I need to do my thing for my own self because that's what's important to me. So I'm willing to make the sacrifices by extracting back from out of some of these benefits that come from not having to grow my own food and not having to worry about what happens with my poop when it leaves my body. And you know what I mean? Like I, I, I feel like the system is really immature and the people who are putting themselves and calling themselves leaders are extremely immature and are not the type of role models that I want infusing my reality. And they seem overworked. You're talking to about that in that regard, if you don't mind, like you don't need to mention names if you don't want to, but you mean like these kind more like online spiritual gurus, or do you mean like politicians? No, I, or- I mean, I mean, the celebrities, I mean, the people who are put as role models, I mean, our politicians, I mean, the way that business runs, like the things that kind of establish themselves as the elite and as the standard that we should all be acquiescing to be like them. I don't think that they're even the gods, like even listening to the stories of uh, that they tell of old gods, it's all like immature bickering things like, oh, you don't, I don't like how you treated me. So I use the power of the ocean to flood you all out. And that'll show you, you know, it's like, I don't even want that stuff in my reality. And they're all like going to battle. I'm like, like worshiping people that are like always fighting and killing each other. Exactly. (laughs) So I just want to create my own little microcosm of a world and, and see what, what happens. And as a radical act of compassion against a system that seems extremely overburdened and overworked, I want to take myself off of that as much as I can to help it relax, relax and and rest a little bit more. Yes. And I've been, like I said, I've been really uh, studying like the universal laws and, you know, taking what I want and not, you know, thinking that it's the only way to think, but there was something on like the law of structure, which is essentially like creating your own matrix. And like a matrix is actually just something that is a support system and Mm -hmm. allows something to be held while it's growing. So Mm -hmm. I kind of like mapped out, okay, what is my matrix? Like what makes me feel amazing? What are the structures I want to set in my life so that everything can build off of that? And I think that's a good place for people to start too, because there is no guidebook on this stuff. Right. Okay, so let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life, that you're super intentional, and that means you would love my jewelry brand, Prism. And no, it's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep 
deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend, Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself. Get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes. A discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. So you touch on a good point about these kind of false leaders. And, you know, one of the, when I reached out to you to have you on the podcast was because you made a post that was so powerful about the celebrity culture and how we worship them and think if we could just have their life, then we would finally be free. But in fact, like they're not free at all. <laughs> I'd yeah. love to hear a little more on that. Yeah. I mean, it, it goes in the box of like, really look at what's happening and not what's being led. And mm-hmm. all of this stuff draws us in and it, it, it allows us to become a battery for them to extract out of us. That's why they're always promoting the new book and a new perfume and a new makeup line. And they just never stop extracting out of you. And it's done mostly through sexual energy, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they prop these people up of like the most beautiful woman in the world, like Uma Thurman, like really? And (laughs) I mean, no disrespect, but I'm just saying like, who gets to profess that someone's the most beautiful person in the world, but these are the kind of tactics that are played on us. And it makes us feel inadequate. Like if you don't look like Jennifer Lopez, you're not popping. If you don't have Kim Kardashian's, butt, no man's going to want you. And, and, but like, when you actually look at these people's lives and take it seriously, like Mm -hmm. they don't, they all have agents. Like when you become a, a person of that level, it's happening to influencers now too. whoever has enough of a reach to be able to influence which we're all influencers, right? But to be able to influence a crowd of thousands of people from the tap of your phone or from a broadcast or however it goes, there's a system that we're in that's not gonna allow you to have free reign to that. And so when the celebrities do it, we hear it and we've learned to glamorize, like she got a deal, you know, like um, she signed a record deal or she's got a modeling agent. To understand what that means, that means someone now manages you mm-hmm. and that you now, like even to have a PR rep, um, a personal relations representative, that means that person is now in charge of your personal relations and how your image is portrayed to the public. Mm-hmm. That is every single one of those <laughs> is giving away your power. And yeah. so when we look at these people and they taunt their wealth and they taunt like they're here and they're there, well, we don't know what's going on outside of those, those pictures that they're posting of themselves in this crystal blue water. Who's taking the picture? Is it their handler? Is it their agent? You know what I mean? Like we don't, most of them can't even go anywhere without a bodyguard. Like, yeah. you know, and then like, let's take a Kardashian. Those girls' bodies aren't even theirs anymore. Yeah. And to keep up with the Kardashians, they're, they have to keep up with the Kardashians, which means yeah. that like their beauty has been altered 
to, to meet a standard of what's going to keep extracting the energy out of the average consumer. And how uncomfortable do you think it is if you have fake hips in your body, if the fat has been sucked out, if you have that fat inside of your lips, you have things that feel like caterpillars on top of your eyelashes. You have a wig sewn in onto your scalp. Like you're wearing clothes that are just fitted and all of that. Like we don't, the average person doesn't live like that because we don't want to be constrained like that. But yet we look to celebrities and see them doing that and being like, I want to be like her for what Mm -hmm. she's not even her. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like the ultimate energy harvesting. Like they're, they're showcasing this illusion and we're literally feeding it with everything that we have, even our emotions. Like we are literally feeding them our emotions and turning our own self-love into envy and not enoughness. And they're the ones that are taking that. And they're the ones that have their wallet out ready to sell you the next skinny tea or lip gloss. Right. Yeah. Nasty. (laughs) So I want to talk, well, actually I want to know like where you see this going in terms of like, where do you see media going? What is it going to take just your perspective or your your ideas on where you think people are going to finally wake up and see that we're all being programmed or if that's going to happen. And I, I wish I knew, like, I don't, I mean, it feels like right when you get one free or at least awaken a new baby's born and, and trapped into it. Right. And so it's just like, man, when does this ever end? Like my, I, I, my prayer is that I get to see it in my lifetime. Um, and what I think it's going to take, like, I'm not most high, but if I were most high for the day, Mm -hmm. I would think that what it's going to take is that there has to be a raising of consciousness, like a collective raising of consciousness. And the way that I look at it is like, it's not that someone needs to save me, but there's definitely something that happens on a level that's outside of me that helps me do my thing, right? So if I just apply it to my own life, I think about like how long I wanted to, I, I have a particular goal, right? And I could like want that goal. Like, let's say I want a particular mate. I want this, this man to be in my life. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? And I'm asking, I'm doing the rituals. I'm, I'm cleaning myself up and it's just like torture because this person isn't coming. And then one day, something bigger than me, because I wanted him two years ago, right? And then one day, something bigger than me just changes. And then there it is. I met him like, whoa, that's what I'm saying is like, I feel like something bigger than us needs to happen. That just resets our whole consciousness to the next level where we out program all of this slave beast system. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that humans tend to think that we don't have a predator because that's taught to us, but I think that the predator is teaching us that we don't have a predator so that we yes. don't know how to recognize the predator. Mm-hmm. And I they think that the predator, yeah. And I think the predator is something as simple and innocent as your favorite Disney star. And yeah. so, you know, yeah. 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 And and I think that thing that's bigger than us, I mean, my, you know, my little angel heart wants to think that it's when we all do our inner work and we all, you know, <laughs> collectively heal, then all of a part sudden, of it. like our I'm, hearts I'm with are, you inner heart and our hearts are just going to come together and like something wild's going to happen. And like, no one's good. Like to your point that you said earlier, like no one's going to fucking save us. So all we can really do is save ourselves and 
even then, like, it's not our jobs to wake people up because how, like, how can you even do that? I love that. And, and I do the same thing. Like I'm not here to wake people up, but I hope I can inspire someone to ask some questions and that yeah. that can put them on a journey. But, but yeah, I think it just comes down to the individuals. I, and, and I'm with you tender heart, because I do think that it comes down to like, we, we are the individual dots in the big picture. Yeah. And so like the big picture can't change unless you change the individual dots. Right. And so I don't know if that's going to help it, but like, what happens if we, if we try, like yeah. what happens if we aspire for that? Like if everybody starts being more loving, compassionate, giving kind, like, um, aware of your footprint stops so much consumerism starts starts loving yourself more than you worship someone else and you know all of that what happens like I would think that massive things would happen and I'm willing to try I'm gonna do my part like y'all can count on me I'm gonna do my part to the fullest as much as I can because that's what I'm like that's my north star you know have you felt like ego deaths through this process, I feel I'm like, always dying. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so like my <laughs> husband and I, like we were, lived in like big, we lived in Vancouver, like big city life, penthouse life. And now we just moved to um just like a mountainous area. And it's kind of like, you know, the closest cities like over like a t- small city town, I should say is half an hour away. And it's like, it's, there's parts of myself that no longer, literally just no longer exist. (laughs) And it's so crazy because we, but it's all like a false identity that I created. And there's like this sentimental part of me that wants to cling on to part of it. Then this other part of me, that's just like, I'm too fucking tired to care. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel that. So any tips on releasing false identity do you have any specific like shadow rituals or anything that you do when you feel that there's a part of you that's dying I mean there's all kinds of ways and it's changed with each one like I've I've just become more comfortable with it or trying to find ways to be more comfortable with it but on one end I think that if you, if you believe in the power of like influencing your reality through manifestation or through prayer or through visualization, then there's no way that you can achieve without letting some part of yourself go. And so that in itself is a level of acceptance. And, um, I have this thing that I've been doing since I was a kid. I don't have a, a tattoo on my body, but I got this invisible tattoo when I was a kid that I still use. And it's on my wrists and it says on one wrist says let, and the other one says go. And it's just symbolic for me to like, look at that whenever I'm holding on to something too tightly. Like I, I just go back to that and like, let it go. Like it, you always got to keep your hands open. And when you're grabbing on to something too tightly, you're constricting and you're not allowing your hand to be open to receive what you asked for. So that helps me. And then honestly, like psychedelics will get you where you're going quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they're going to force you to die. And it just kind of like, I don't know exactly what's happening in that realm and how it plays into the grand scheme of things, but Jesus, is it just like powerful and, and it, it just reorders things and going through those portals and like feeling that like, Oh my God, I'm dying. I'm dying. I'm changing right now. Somebody help me. And like, no, just die. And like, I don't want to die. You know what I'm talking about? And then just having oh, yeah. the surrender, like, then I take that with me in my wake world. Right. And then it's like, when stuff comes up, it's like, oh, well, and then, oh, so back to the manifestation, it's like, 
for me, I've, I've had to like, I've had to revisit things like, and it's taken me going through therapy and all this kind of stuff. But like, in particular, a lot of my manifestations, because I was programmed this way was around money and mm -hmm. acquiring material things and acquiring people to be envious of me, you know, and it took me a long time to be comfortable with even saying that. And, um, and so I've had to do this whole deprogramming of like, is that my truth? Do I want to be like constantly floating or flaunting how good my life is so that I can sell somebody something that they think I need? Like my life has been great ever since I bought this water machine. Yeah. Now I have time, location and financial freedom. And if you want to be like me, drop 10 grand, you know, it's like, do I really, does that really true to who I want to be? And I went through something some years back, like through my company of like really believing that I was a hustler and that if I grinded hard enough, I can make a bunch of money. And I did. And I got super high. Like I was making more money than I've ever thought I could do. And, um, I was, had a bunch of people envious of me and, and then that crowd who was, who was doe-eyed and like, we love you. We want to be like you turned around and started eating me. And, and I died and, I had to like go spend four years on an island and heal myself and get clear of like, who the fuck am I playing to be? And like start doing the work to shed all of these false entities of, that are on me that makes me believe that like freedom comes through money and it comes through possessions. And that's not my truth. And that's been the biggest death. And I'm still constantly like tending to that. And um, yeah, it's not that like money isn't, beneficial yeah. but there's a monster that comes with wanting more than your share and, well, and I think what I think you nailed it on the head too with it's one thing to desire money you know to do good in the world to support your life and yeah not want you you know you but what are you wanting it for are you wanting it for validation and then I I love what you also said about do you really want someone to envy you in order to pay you? Yeah, so like, yeah. that's something that I kind of went through as well. Like when I was doing, you know, when I was more in like the coaching world, it just got to a point where I was just like, I like, this doesn't feel right anymore. So, but then there's the fear where it's like, okay, so if I release this way that I've been making money, which has been survival, because we have like ingrained money as survival then how like there's this major fear that comes up so that must be something that you need to work on like all the time <laughs> I'm scared yeah. even thinking about it <laughs> I'm always working on it and you know part of um what we were talking about earlier of like me trying to get off the system more is for me my my personal mantra that I spend that I'm working on every day is that I want to I want the world to be a better place more than I want to be rich Yes. And I, I let that mantra govern my choices. And so one thing that I know I want for sure is I, I want a home and I, I want a base to be able to, I've been a nomad my whole life and, and I've loved it, but I'm, I'm mostly a nomad because no place has felt safe to me for long enough. And I'm at a point in life where I, I want to be safe and I want to ground in and I, I want to just be somewhere where I can be nourished. And but I don't want to go about it in a way where I have to sign a mortgage and, and get in debt exactly. and um, have to be constantly essentially luring people in to whatever thing it is that I'm doing to, to, 
pay for what I'm in over my head for. And I right. don't want to live that kind of life. So I'm looking to, to get something that I can actually afford and pay for and be done for so that I have a chance to calm my nervous system and to wake up every day and to think about plants and, and water flow and not how am I going to pay my rent in, in yeah. two weeks, you know? And, and so that's kind of the, the route that I'm going. And, and I also want to spend, I want to dedicate until my next mission comes into me is to be more charitable. And there's a lot of things that need funding and, and, and need like funding as far as in, in money, sent to them, allocated to them. They need supplies. They just need energy. They need attention. And there's things that I I feel passionate and I feel passionate about discovering more of those things. And I want to be able to be more charitable as opposed to just always asking for people to fund my in over my head lifestyle. So yes. And I feel too on that charity tip research who you are giving money to because there's so many charities. Yeah, I'm not giving them to like 501Cs and stuff like that or like American Red Cross, but you know, like the oh, Amazon and are, medicine people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, well, I want to, like, I want to believe that, that abundance is a frequency and that if we are really focusing on just giving, sharing, sharing our hearts, being a light, also doing our inner shadow work and being authentic, that money does come in. Like you mentioned, like, I just want to be tending to my plants and like doing the things that light us up. Ironically, that's when the real money comes in and we get, we've been programmed to want money for the sake of wanting, for the sake of wanting validation, for the sake of thinking, oh, if I had this outfit, I would be as important as this person. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like if we could just like deprogram what money means, like money doesn't have to be a bad thing. If we're not craving it from this place of envy or this place of not enough. Yeah, Does that make sense? that's valid. But I guess it all goes back to depending on how far are you wanting to go? Cause that's one layer. But if we go another layer in America in particular, we don't have real money. We have fiat currency that is printed yes. up by the federal reserve and the federal reserve is part of the beings that keep us enslaved in the simulation. And so how could that inherently be good even to just say, I'm doing good things with it when, when the core of the whole foundation is tainted. Right. And so, but that, that's going really far. I'll admit that, but I, um, I, I don't know for the, for the last several years, I've been working on my energy. You know who I admire is the people who are so good to other people that the community takes care of them. And, Mm -hmm. and that's, that's where I'm like wanting to get my energy to. And I experience a great deal of that where it's just like, just do good because you're doing good and good does good back to you. And it doesn't have to be about money. Like, cause I've lived off of very little money and, um, the, the lifestyle that I live, which if I actually was like straight up with you and told you how much money is in my bank account at any given time and where I'm at in that moment and what I'm experiencing, I don't think most people would believe that, but I'm, I'm, I'm loved. And, um, I believe in serendipity and I believe in, um, adding value to people's spaces with simply my energy, my vision and and my outlook on things. And people value that and people take care of me and they want to invite me in. And I've been working hard at that. So I don't always have to buy my way into things. Sometimes my energy is just like, Ooh, we want you like, we'll give this to you. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where I'm more so like 
putting my, my attention to, I'm not rebuking the money system. Um, 100%. I'm not on that level yet, but it is a level I'm trying to work towards. Um, yeah. And along the way, I'm just focusing more on making my energy so strong and so fortifying that people find it nourishing and they want me in their space. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that's manifesting abundance in a different way, like not financial abundance, but abundance of love, abundance of support, abundance of community. Yeah. This can be one of my favorite podcasts, Amber. <laughs> <laughs> So good. Okay. I want to talk about relationships because I know that's what you are an expert in and you have a program. Wait, I don't, I'm not an expert y'all. I'm a student. Okay. I'm a just a baby. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go ahead. You can help people with it. And you have a program called relationship standards, which is so important. I'm curious, have you had a lot of people coming to you with relationship issues who maybe like one person is awake and one person is not? Mm, Not really. I mean, everybody thinks they're that person, right? Like it depends on, so I guess, yes. Like no matter who you speak to, everybody thinks they're the awakened one and the other one's the sleep (laughs) one, right? (laughs) So So what are the kind of things that you're like, you're seeing a lot of in relationships right now? And like, how are you helping people shift their dynamics? Well, it's just taking it from what my own thing was. And there's a lot of things there is like growing up, I didn't really have any healthy relationships that, that gave me like, role models, you know, that, that I wanted to aspire to be like, I had a lot of examples of what I didn't want to be like, but the programming was there and the influence was there. And I ended up doing most of all the things that I didn't admire in those people. And so I found myself in an experience where I was married and, and I was just being drained. Like I was being worked and that's my experience. And, and it related to a lot of things that I had experienced in almost all of my relationships. And the main thing for me was that I I was the main caretaker. I was the person paying the bills. I was the person coming with the plans. I was the one like working. I I was the one that was taking care of, taking care of them. And then that started me thinking of like, well, I'm the commonality here. Where does this come from? And I started tracing back the route back to, to like some old things that like childhood stuff of, of feeling like what I needed was a burden and that I, I was burdening people and people who were my caretakers by asking them for things that I needed. And that me needing something was taking something away from them. And I was causing them harm by me needing things. And it caused me to become extremely independent. And so I realized that when I was like visioning in my lovers and my partners, I always envisioned myself as like a shiny show show pony where I was the one that was performing for them. I was good at sex. I was like good at head. And I was, I cooked and I cleaned and I dressed nice and I was popular and I was made them look good. And I helped their dreams come true. And I gave them money and I took care of whatever they needed. They could use my car. They could live with me. They could do whatever. And, um, all of this was to help them get to where they wanted to accomplish all their dreams. And I, then I started realizing like, damn, I never wrote what I actually needed because I was here proving myself to this person and giving them everything that they needed because then they could then see how valuable I was and 
potentially want to keep me around. And then maybe then they could see what I needed and that I, I needed some stuff too. And so, yeah, I started realizing like, well, that's some old ass programming shit. That's like, and I found where it was at and my lucky husband, ex-husband just played that narrative out and it shocked me into a new reality where I was like, I am completely done with that experience. I will never do this again. And I went through, I got a life coach and a therapist and my life coach, I haven't got to share my teachers. I just like to speak my teacher's names whenever I speak things. So let me just introduce my teachers. First of all, my mom, Smokey and um, Queen Afua. Isis Andrea of the Academy of Oracle Arts, Kenny K. Stevens of Progressive Love Academy, and um, Saint Day of Your Day Health. So anyways, I went to Day, and Day was my life coach, and he, he walked me through the standards that I do with my clients, and I got certified to do it. And he, God, he just kicked my ass in the best way possible, and he had me like sit with all my shit and write out my values and write out my standards and write out what makes relationships reciprocal and what is my responsibility to the things that I'm asking for. And then when, you know, just all of these things, and then there's four levels that we work in of intimate relationships. And one of them, level one is like, what is it? What is my standards when it takes of like me even saying I'm, I'm, I'm interacting with this person because they're a potential lover or partner. That's step one. Step two would be like, okay, it's admitted. We know we're filling each other. We're, we're actively spending time with each other because we are interested in building on something. And then level three would be, we're exchanging fluids with each other. We're, we're exchanging saliva. We're having oral sex with one another. And then level four would be um, actual intercourse. And so we broke all of that down. And like, what does that look like for me to, to be doing any of those various things with, with um, people? And that became my PDF. And my, I send that PDF out when I was dating. I send the PDF out when someone expresses that they're filling me and I'm filling them. I, I sh- can I get your email? And I want to send you my PDF. And it, <laughs> it lays out my epic goal in life. It lays out my mission statement. It lays out um, my all of my standards and then what I give back in exchange. And then I let a person have that. And then they get to tell me like, do you see yourself in this? You know, like, is this your story? And they either say yes or no. And then we don't waste each other's time where there's no unclear expectations. There's no invisible contracts being signed. And we, we're very clear on how we're going to relate with each other and what it takes to relate with one another in those various levels. And that has improved my life in every aspect, like a hundred percent. And so that's what I do with people one-on-one and it's, it's a whole experience that we go through. Um, We do six sessions with each other and we work through it and it's a, it's a complete like restructuring of codes. And um, one of my clients I worked with, she's, it's just so magical to see what happens. Like, it's so special to spend time with people. Like I I genuinely love it because it's just special to work with people and, and to push through the unworthiness and to like, hold space for people to speak out the greatest vision that they hold for themselves, the greatest prayer that they hold for themselves, like fuck all that low frequency. You can't have it. It's unrealistic. I'm asking too much, like, no, stand in your power right now and speak it out. And like something happens when people are in a space where they can do that. And 
and it's just transforming. So that's, that's awesome. Because what also, what I feel would really happen too, is then you feel like your partners in reaching those goals together and reaching that vision together. Like if you both know what the vision is, you can start to see how your visions work together and you can, you start to become literally a partnership in making that happen. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. And you were asking like, what, what are the commonalities I see in relationships? And I, I see a bunch of people who really just desire to be loved at any cost and are just out here winging it. And with something as strong as who's going to be the co-decision maker in your life, it's really not something you want to wing. And we, we can just, we can look at the results in the state of the world right now and see that like the wing in it isn't working out for the majority of us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's what you were saying about like the show pony and like being a burden and then giving everyone to everything to everyone. That was so me before I met my husband. So that resonated so deeply, but I would Mm. say like, I still feel that creep in sometimes like this energy dynamic of like, I need to like be the one that does this. And I need to like, almost like I need to prove my validation here. And like, it's so crazy. Like we really need to sort that out. (laughs) There's so many shadows in all stages of relationships. Like they never go away. They keep popping up at some point, but yeah, when we can heal ourselves, we can heal the relationship. Totally. Awesome. So, wow, this has been so amazing. I've just loved chatting with you. And like, I told you we'd be done by four, so I need to let you go now, but I could talk to you all day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's be buds. We can chat it up now. Yes, we can. Um, Okay. And you're also offering everyone 20% off of your Yoni eggs with code citrine. Yes. So that's Yoni eggs. It's plural Yoni eggs.com. And if you use that code, you can get 20% off. I'd love to be a service to you. And then for my coaching, it's Tiffany Janae.com T I F F A N Y J A N A Y.com. And there's things on there for everybody. There's, there's like downloads that you can get. I just did a talk at this uh, big festival and it's called Cultivating Intimacy and Emotional Maturity. So that's available. I have a class coming up called Love and Mental Health that I'm doing with a, psych- a psychotherapist. So if you all check me out on Instagram at Tiffany Janae, all of that stuff is there. And if this resonates, you can buy me a coffee and whatever you like to support um, just to keep the, keep the work going, you know? Yeah, we'll link you to, is it, what do you use for that? Do you use like Venmo to buy me a coffee? No, yeah. there's, there's this cool thing called buymeacoffee.com or something, but it's on my, on my Instagram oh, and I have a Patreon and I don't know when this is going to come out, but I'm going to start on my Patreon, this project that I'm doing to go and Stuart land and to build this off the grid project with a little mini community. And I'm, I'm in carpentry school. I start tomorrow and I'm going to learn how to build structures and stuff and I'm going for it. And so I'm going to be sharing that through my Patreon, but all of that stuff is in my link tree on my Instagram. Full circle. You're living out the creating these structures and these communities that you had that vision of when you were 26. That's right. Oh my gosh. Love it. Well, okay, you guys, we're going to link you to all things Tiffany. Check her out. Buy her Yoni eggs for 20% off with code Citrine. 
buy her coffee, check out all her coaching and you will love her Instagram content, you guys. So definitely follow her. So we'll link you guys to all that. So thank you so much for listening. And thank you again, Tiffany. It's been so beautiful and everyone else, we will catch you next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you. 